0: No my Haremai to the FarQu podcast, which invites you and people from all walks of life to converse about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. We invite people like our beautiful guests today to share lived experiences in an effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey.
1: Kelda, our question this season is: what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society? As Tawuiwi and Aotearoa, we recognize the mana whenua and Kaitiaki of these lands. Malusil and I have experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honor Ngatihawa, Ngati Mahana, and Ngati We are grateful for the connections our Whakapapa weave through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Whaku Kopapa. Malusil and I would also like to honor our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my name is Kelsey, and I use they them pronouns.
0: No Samoa so kama chu chu posam lahi singoa matima singoa nafta hello everyone, my name is Richelli Sikuri and I'm from Rotuma. The same island as Joe and Tamara.
2: Um, I'm currently on Naitaho land, Um Yeah, so
0: I just
3: want to acknowledge the Naitaho tribe. Also acknowledge Kelsey and Maluseo for inviting us onto the podcast. Um. Hello, everyone. My name is Tamara Sikuri. I'm also from Ritoba. Um. And yeah, I'm I'm also on Ngai, Ngai Tahu land with um, Racheli. Um, we're actually twins, so we live in the same city.
0: <laughs> All right, thank you so much for for taking up um um the the invitation and the and the calling for for to to come on um the podcast, and we really do um, want to thank you because. Uh, yeah, you, you mean a lot to us and you, you met us, and we met you at a, at a place in our lives where um, it was actually quite vital that we met you too. So, we wanted to actually offer you two this moment to, um, to fuck a papa us back. How do we know each other? How do you know us? And how are we connected? We can go, whoever wants to go first. <laughs>
2: um, I, met, I met Joe. I met Malusel. Sorry, I'm so used to calling you Joe. I met Malusel two, three years ago. Online, we because we're both Rotterdam, so we met during the, the first Rotterdam Language Week. We we're part of the youth panel, even though we're not technically
0: youth. <laughs> you fall, you fall, you fall. We're,
2: yeah, <laughs> young at heart, but we met then. Um, and we're oh, is so small. We're cousins. Well, I always say he's my cousin. I'm not exactly sure the what the actual relationship is, but. I'm gonna go with cousin and I met um Kelsey through Joe. I'm uh, through Malusil. Um they came down end of last year, I think, or maybe beginning of this year. Um and we spent some time together, which was really good. Um it was a good time to share and also learn from them. So yeah, that was nice.
3: Um I first met Malu when I think I went up to Oakland last year. Um, yeah, I met Malu through some of our family up there. He came over to Auntie's house, Auntie Ito's house, and that's how I met him. Um, and I met Kelsey um, at the same time that Richelli did.
0: Mm-hmm. And Kelsey, your side of the story?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was... Um, I was, like, part of my first travels down south and I was, like, really missing my people, particularly Molusil, and I had been away from my people for probably, like, a month and a half, two months by that point. And I was like, I just need my people. And I was on the west coast of the South Island. I was like, screw this. So I just, like, got in my van, drove Arthur's Pass over to Christchurch, and me and Malu had, like, this dramatic, like, in the middle of the street reconnection <laughs> after, like, two months. <laughs> like, like, we were both crying. And I was like, Malou, I missed you. <laughs> and I think that was the longest we'd been apart in, a long, like, in the entirety of our friendship, which is, like, six years. Like, the longest we'd been apart was two months. And, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was just, like, this beautiful moment. He was like, we're going out for dinner. I was like, all right, let's go. Um, and you guys came and picked us up, and honestly, I felt, like, so, like, I just felt like I was with more family immediately. It was so nice, and you guys are both, like, so smiley. Like, even now, you're both just, like, smiling and happy, and, like, I don't know, I think one of you was, like, like singing or jamming in the front seat, and I was like, these are my people, my people. <laughs> um, and then I was so, like, grateful that we got to spend more time together over those, like, week or so that hmm. I was in Christchurch in, in Ototahi so yeah it was beautiful and I was just like glad that I got to to meet more ritumans because I think rituman people are probably my favorite people. like I gotta say Facts. you guys are pretty
0: pretty cool Bye. yes <laughs> you have to be biased in this current room cause you're, 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 you're out there three to one here so your ratios yeah. are
1: no, but like <laughs> if you don't know now you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. No, nah, honestly, it was amazing and I just felt like I've just like gained two more like two more cousins, lifelong cousins. So it's, uh, it's amazing. Thank you. And I really enjoyed that we went to the what was it, the ototahi gallery. Um mm. and we got to share in that space. And that was the last time until like a couple of days ago that I'd been in a gallery. And mm. it, oh, wow. Yeah. It was amazing. And yeah it was really cool and I remember us all being in the big room with the gold tree and just like everyone was kind of having their own experience of that space and it was like encompassing but then like there was so much space and I just remember observing all three of you and how you were interacting with that piece it was really interesting to see how you were each interacting with it differently but then you all kind of came together to interact with it as a as a small group it was really cool and I just kind of like stood in the corner I was just like "Mm, these people are cool and I could see and I could observe your connection like as your own beings in the world but also like you guys as twins and then you guys all as cousins so
2: it was beautiful such a beautiful moment and I'm glad that I got to be Mm. with to that I was I forgot to say that I was like because when I first met you, um, you Kelsey, I had been like binging your this podcast because I was like going through like, just a weird time in life. Also, it was like the end of the year, you know, when you're like you're just going on that incline. Um, and I remember because I was working over summer. <clears throat> I, I, I was doing, like, a dispatch job, so I, like, had all the time in the world to just listen to something else. So I was just, like, hard-out binging this podcast. And also because, like, I had I was missing Maloseu, and I was like, it feels like Maloseu is still here. <laughs> I'd be at work, and it would be the weirdest thing, because, like, especially after you guys left, it would be weird. Like, I'd be at work, and then I'd be, like, laughing, and I'd expect to turn around and see you guys, then I'm like, oh, no, I'm listening. i <laughs> oh no, they're not here. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the first time I met you I was like, oh, it's Kelsey
0: Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right,
2: oh no God, joke
0: Ritually <laughs> said I'm loud as well She was like, bro, I, every time I turn around <laughs> Like, you're there. I
2: didn't And I remember one day I was like sitting in the car Because I listened during my lunch as well And I was a bit sad Like, I think this was the day after you guys had left And then I was like I was like laughing and then I turned and no one was there. And I was like, am I about to cry? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, happening? <what? laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the first time I met both of y'all was actually, in my memory anyways, it's at the language class with Itu. So, yeah. and it's like I, like that was the first time I actually like saw your faces, but the first time I met you physically face to face was at um Itu's house again. So I, I guess we need to honor and, and acknowledge Fisitu um Solomone for your work um in the communities, but also just for embracing us. Um and it was so good. I feel like for me in my journey, it was so good to be to meet other Ratumans who are in the diaspora, but also Figuring out what it means to be a in the diaspora, and I didn't even know that I needed community, and I and I wanted community until I met all of y'all. And then the more that that we're we're joking and and, and laughing, is the more that I'm like, actually, these are lived experiences that are real that we don't talk about enough. <laughs> so that was I I would like to say that that was one of the like one of the biggest. One of many catalysts that um allowed me to really jump deeper into into my retuminity and just figure out what it actually means to be a retuman in the diaspora, um, and I guess this is where we're just gonna side. Uh, well, we're gonna gift it up to you two again. Which communities are you um are you a, uh, are you a part of? Would you like to shout out or which communities are you adding value to, or otherwise they're actually giving you a lot of inspiration and you're um they're they're adding value to you. So any communities, one or two or three or many.
2: Um, <clears throat> wait, I'll let Tamara start because I feel like I've spoken more than she
3: is. <laughs> um, okay. Um, the communities that I'm a part of are, are like outside of our Rutuman community, which is probably maybe the, you know, it's not the biggest community I'm a part of, but it feels like the one that I connect to the most because I'm Rutuman um it's probably outside of that church um my church community um and the little communities that i'm a part of in there so um for instance i you know work a lot with children um which is something that i'm really passionate about so you know shout out to that community that looks after children um within our communities um also i am a well I now consider myself a part of the arts community. <laughs> um, it's been, it's been a while. I've been, you know, studying fine arts and I'm in my fourth and this is I'm not going to say it's my final year, but I'm in my fourth year. Um, and I'm finally starting to like, you know, consider myself a part of the arts community, um, and I'm also, um, a part of, yeah, just friend groups within our community. Like out outside of these other ones, just yeah. Um, like for instance, a new friend group and community that I've just um recently become a part of is the House of Hanuchu, which I want to give a huge sh- shout out to. Um, it's yeah, it's been a real um well where I can go and fill my cup. Um, in the pa- in especially in the pre- in, in these recent months, yeah, that I've come to know them. Thank you.
0: Works, <laughs> yeah. To echo everything you said.
3: <laughs> um. Since Tamara
2: is my twin sister, <laughs> we have the same communities. Except I'm not like I'm. I'm not artistic like she is. Like in the way that she is. So I'm not really part of any art community. Um. <clears throat> I'm slowly like, you know, because I go. I'm. I'm part of the UC community, University of Canterbury. Um. But and it's my fourth year as well, but I've, I'm slowly starting to feel like I am part of that community, like UC Pacifica and stuff. And I think that's, like, partially, like, you know, for the first four years, um, imposter syndrome, like, am I, do I really belong here kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but I think my favourite community over the years has been um, the community I have with not just you guys but with Phil or Helena, um, Thierry and Russell, um, <laughs> that's been <laughs> can't forget Russell <laughs> father Russell I was so far,
0: uh, yeah I was going so to say father Russell
2: <laughs> but yeah I think that that has been like um, a really grounding circle for me um, and it's also helped a lot with my um, like, like I said imposter syndrome even in like the um, Redoomant community I wasn't really involved until I started um, our our community started with you guys Um, yeah so that's basically me I I I used to do a lot um, at church but I've slowly like I wouldn't say grown out of it I think I'm just like in a phase now where I've just like sort of what I want to focus more on like my like ethnic community compared to like yeah um, my religious community but yeah that's me
1: thank you both for sharing it's interesting to see like what overlays there are and where you're kind of creating your own identities as well um and we're just curious like why is community so important to you like what is the connection there for you individually and potentially together like are there any Mm. similarities again because i like for me anyway, like when I see twins or when there's um, content in the media around twins, it's all like, oh, we're the same, we're exactly the same, or the opposite of we're polar opposites and there's no similarities. So I'm curious, like as a unit, like why is community important to you? Are there any overlays or is
3: there difference? Um, I'll start. Well, first of all, I think it's important to say
2: that I'm like, I'm the older. Um, So, so I always feel the, feel the need to be in charge. That's why I always talk first, but Tamara's definitely the wiser twin. Um, I think because we're not, we don't, well, we're not like the, we don't look the same. We're fraternal. Twins. So so we've never no, I've never really felt that or oh, you like we know we, we're twin sisters like everyone knows we're twins everyone in our communities but we've never do we, been like
0: do we know though <laughs> do we know no <laughs> do I bring up my grievances now
2: <laughs> if you don't know now you know
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah I think because because we don't look the same we don't we don't really get lumped into you know the same box all the time so it's it's been a good thing I think for us because we've been like a lot we we had the spaces to grow as individuals not just as like twin sisters that's why I've never really felt like it's a huge part of my identity like it's never been something that I'm like oh I'm a twin by the way because I still do feel like my first like my own person yeah but I think because well for me community like why I feel it's important is because I was raised in community um <clears throat> and I think it's the same for like every Pacifica um culture and even here like in Aotearoa and I feel like even in like like western spaces um maybe community doesn't look the same but you know like Kelsey said this like commu- everything starts and ends with community um so for me <clears throat> community has always been like part of my identity like I don't know it's hard like I I think I was telling Melissa this the last time he came down but it's hard for me to like I like be rooted in myself without community like I feel lost when I don't have community like it's almost like I don't know who I am it's like I feel like I mirror the people around me and so when there's no one around me to mirror I almost feel like you know just a blank sheet of glass (laughs) like you're like (laughs) (laughs) that you can still look through so i think that's why it's been so important for me and i think also because it's so important to my parents like they love you know being in community and you know creating community so i feel like it's just something that is really familiar something comfortable for me so yeah
0: delicious
3: um for me um my connection to community does um have You know, something to do with the fact that I'm a twin. So I'm the more um, introverted one from the two of us. And so when we were growing up, for the most part, I relied, obviously, because she's the oldest as well, but I also really relied on her to, like, make friends with other people. And then I'd just be like, okay, you're my friends too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, that's, I mean, that's how it really went for a long time, because growing up, we, so because our parents are in ministry, um, we moved around a lot, like I'm not joking, you know, by the time we were like 18, we had counted that we'd moved um, around 22 times. And so for an introvert, that was really hard, you know, like having to move all the time. Um, We changed schools about five times. And this is, you know, prior to going into tertiary education. And all of those changes, you know, you obviously have to like make new friends. Um, and I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> um, that just wasn't something that came naturally to me. So like every time I'd see each other make friends, I would just, you know, like make friends with those friends. Um, until like, you know, I started to get older. Um, and we moved here and we, that was the first time we had to go to, um, I mean, tertiary. Um, here we had to go to two different ones. Um, And that really was a struggle for me because I didn't know how to like make friends with her. (laughs) Um, But then, yeah, um, you know, I just like sort of try to make friends the way I saw her make friends. Um, And that was, that's the way I've learned to, you know, build communities by looking at the way others build community because that's not something that really comes naturally to introverts. You know, you just want to like I'm okay in the corner. It doesn't matter whether you talk to me or not. I'm like, you know, I'm okay. Um, but yeah. Um, and also, you know, part of the Rutuman culture is we have, we're very much like, don't separate twins. If you separate twins, something bad's going to happen. Um, but then my parents were, they raised us to like be our own people as well, like just as individuals. Um, so we were never forced to be in the same class. Because we fought a lot, (laughs) but we were never forced to be in the same class. Um, And I didn't realize that, you know, this was sort of going against the grain of our cultural way of doing things until we moved to Rutuma. And, you know, the vice principal asked which, you know, stream we wanted to be in together. And we just said immediately, we're going in opposite directions. And, um, you know, everybody was shocked. And yeah that that's what it occurred to me that like you know yeah I rely on Chell to like um help me make friends and things like that but at the end of the day I I have a sense of community as well as an individual so yeah um I think sorry <laughs> I'm just
2: gonna jump in I think I I should have said as well like you know how she says that she looked at because I'm more extroverted than she is but I think um like, a lot of my um confidence in being, like, a social person stems from my ability to rely on her. Like, she... Because we've been together, like, our whole life. So I've just always known, like, oh, I have a friend. Like, even if these guys don't want to be my friend, it's okay. I have a built-in <laughs> friend. <laughs> so it's just giving me the confidence to be like, hi. <laughs>
0: hey, if you don't like me, someone's forced to like me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, Tamara is definitely, uh, and I feel like if you ask my parents, um, Tamara is definitely my anchor, like my whole life. She's always been the one that, like, you know, humbles me, brings me back to reality. So, um, yeah,
0: that is so loving. I'm like my little tangent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we welcome the tangents, please. Please. Um. Yeah, that's so interesting. And thank you both for sharing, like from your perspective, and then being able to like, like Rachely like jump back in and and share that, because yeah, that little space of reflection has been offered, more to the conversation. So thank you. Um, and it's interesting you already touched on knowledge a little bit, like knowing, like the inner knowing of you. You already have a friend, even if other people are like, nah. Um. <laughs> um but I'm curious like when we talk about knowledge that word can hold so many different meanings for so many different people so we're curious to understand when we talk about knowledge what does that word mean for you both individually
3: okay (laughs) um for me knowledge is is what I don't know yet um That's how I see knowledge. That's probably how I've um, seen knowledge actually for a very long time in my life. um, That knowledge is something that I don't know yet. And, you know, it's something that I can acquire though. Just because I don't know it doesn't mean that know it yet or like I don't have it yet doesn't mean that I can't acquire it. I -hmm. have the ability to acquire it. That's that's the way I've always sort of, not always, but for a very long time in my life sort of seen knowledge.
0: wow
2: so profound um i think sorry i i shouldn't have done that i can't help <laughs> but make fun of her i know
0: it's a serious no one can. it's exactly <laughs> what it needs to be
2: <laughs> but yeah i think for me um knowledge is i think you know my parents they they've always been so big on like education like um you know you you we you need to chase um like not chase, but they've always prioritized our like academic um pursuits, and so I think for me knowledge is um like an academic thing like it's you know knowing not just like um physical things but also knowing like yourself as well and knowing um your surroundings kind of thing like I was i um, thinking <clears throat> about it the other day because I've been like at, at uni now I've just been like at this point where I'm like am I ever gonna finish this degree because it's like my fourth year <laughs> I'm doing two degrees and I've been like should I just finish one and let go of the other one because <laughs> this is taking too much time like do I really need this knowledge <laughs> I've definitely been in this space where I'm like, is this knowledge helpful for me? Like, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and stuff. Um, And I've also been thinking about, you know, well, where else do I get knowledge from? Like, apart from uni and, like, school and stuff. And it's funny because I've been like, well, I definitely get it from, like, my people, you know, my family, my community. But then also, weirdly, my dog, I like, I have a dog and my partner has a dog so I basically have two dogs um and just it's funny how you learn from them like just observing them and I love like going on walks and stuff and just learning from like nature and stuff so I feel like yeah that's definitely I don't know I I don't know where I started with this but that's that's what sort of knowledge and gaining knowledge looks like to me Mm. can you expand
0: on that I'm really loving that
1: yeah so when you talk oh, yeah. about gaining knowledge from your animals, what is
2: that? Like, can you can you expand on that a little? So I I I don't know how to explain. I I don't know if people who have animals or who like even those who don't like animals. Animals actually have personalities and my like the two like Joe and Thea they have like very different personalities. There's like definitely like only child syndrome like it runs like so deep in her like she doesn't know how to share spaces, like she doesn't know how to share my attention, like just things like that. And then Joe, she's like she's just so like wild and free. Like that's what I always think of when I like observe how they interact cuz Joe's like she's so fearless, like she's tiny like but she like you know she doesn't like she doesn't she's not cautious in the sense that like if she's running out in the fields or like in the forest she'll just run she doesn't care if there's like sticks on the ground poking her which like it makes me so anxious because like we come home and then she's like bleeding somewhere because she like got nicked um by like but she doesn't care like she never cries about it she's just like Go go go! And then Thea is sort of like the caution. Like Thea likes to be on her own. She's like a lone wolf. But Joe sort of like always brings Thea back. Like if if Joe knows that I'm anxious, she'll go get Thea. And it's like like just watching them has always made me feel like like sometimes I'm like man, I need to be more like Joe. I just need to go after things. <laughs> like and sometimes I'm like I need to be like Thea. I just need to stop worrying about who's with me and just keep going. <laughs> So just like small things like that, and I think maybe because I spend a lot of time with them, um, like yeah, I feel like they do add a lot of value. And I, people always think that it's just emotional, but I feel like they do like have there's wisdom in them that you know we don't necessarily see unless we look for it, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, Beautiful.
0: love there's wisdom in there, um, in them. And we don't see them unless we actively look for them. Wow. Yeah, that's so beautiful there. Um, Tamara, you also spoke about, so I love the way that you framed um, knowledge as something that you don't know yet. Um, and then you also spoke about conversations around um, that even though you don't know them yet, you you know that you can still have time to acquire them. What does that acquiring knowledge look like for you?
3: Um. Ooh, this might like go back into my childhood and how I you know learn things, Could but it. <laughs> so um I mean we as already mentioned, uh you know, I'm studying fine arts and you know I'm autistic and things like that um but the the way the education system is structured and it's set up um you know is very hard for me to learn. in it's very hard for me to grasp um, knowledge in. Um, And so, especially in primary school, I was pretty much playing catch up the whole time.
0: Wait, because can, I was in... can, I, can I ask as well? So uh, this is primary school in Fiji, right? So just so that yes. the audience, because I'm like this, <laughs> way, primary school here ate the same. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I, when I came from Fiji to here, I'm like, where, when are we doing the work? Because it feels like we're doing a lot of play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I just wanted to, just just so we're being specific, when you were in primary school in Fiji.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yep.
3: So, yeah, I um, had to, you know, do a lot of catch up. That's, that's pretty much how I spent primary school, just, you know cuz i you know learned to read late i learned to you know do a lot of things later than a lot of my peers and you know classmates and things like that and so um i don't know from then it sort of instilled in me um what knowledge looks like it's things that i don't know but then it also taught me that just because i don't know it yet doesn't mean that i can't get it um and that you know that experience of like playing catch-up for those many years um, taught me that it doesn't matter if even if I'm behind, even if I'm, you know, grasping things later than others, um, doesn't mean that I can't, I won't eventually grasp it, that I won't, <coughs> sorry, eventually be able to understand and pick up that knowledge. So, yeah, that's. <laughs> sorry, really. can I
2: just cut in and say uh, also in Fiji we don't have like – um. Like, we don't have gadgets or anything. It's really just you, whatever the teacher writes on the blackboard, you write it down. And if, like, you're writing too slow and they rub off the other side of the board because the board is only so big. You you what If you've missed it, you've missed it. But I think just to, like, um encourage, like, Tamara, you know, she always says that, like, she's a slow learner. And I've heard, like, a lot of people say that about her. But Tamara's like, she's really smart and she's really, like, consistent and just, like... Because I, I remember when we were in high school, um, we the high school that we were at Fiji, and this is the thing: Fiji just doesn't have the resources like we do here. Here, like we didn't have a science teacher, so we just had like this random person like fill in, and we and it was like we have a lot of like external examinations in Fiji, and like it was so bad, like because we the filling he just didn't know what he was doing, so it was you know like. We ended up going to externals not ready. Like we only had like a quarter of the content that we needed to have. Um and so my parents decided to put us in one of the more um competitive schools, like academically, which is an all-girls school ACS. And Tamara initially, um Are you okay with me sharing this? Yeah. She was so initially the principal said she can't. Like um her the marks that she had, they did like she didn't meet the um entry entrance marked um but we like you know as a fan like my parents are very spiritual they prayed about it like um and uh, eventually like a week later tamara was let into the school but then she went on to be like the top of her class like and and it was she it was so quick like by the end of that year she was the top of her class and she stayed there consistently until we left and so i feel like you know when she says things like i learn slow i think she just like the reality is she learns different um
0: so yeah I love that I love that and I love that you can recognize that in I'm in her because I feel like you know it's so good when you have somebody else that 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 sees you know some some parts of you that you don't like speaking and boasting about and that's why I love about also my relationship with um Kelsey because in my head I'm like um we're always like set up and geared up. I'm gonna say, nah, you're not gonna talk about yourself <laughs> like that. Like, we're like set up and geared. <laughs> um, One of my favorite thing is, loving like, what... don't
1: talk about my friend like that. Like, when mothers <laughs> saying something about themselves that like I would never say to him, I'm like, don't talk about my friend mm. like that. Because I think it's really easy for us to put ourselves down but not say that to other people. And to mm. flip it and be like, actually, you're disrespecting yourself and you're disrespecting my friend when you talk about yourself like that. So don't do it. And mm. I think mm. it just like shifts a little bit. And it's not something that I come up with on my own. Okay, I'm not that smart.
0: I it <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, hard, hard. Someone said it to me. And then so i'm really i'm curious so you've you've we've, we've talked about acquiring knowledge um once with the knowledge that you've had so like that you've received so far and you're you're receptible so far to um to to embrace and to let it transform you or let it um become wisdom in you how do you move um and um how do you wear and move the knowledge that you have right now Oh
3: um yeah, I guess, um, well, you know, with that backstory, sort of the way, you know, I, I, I grew up l- viewing knowledge and that thing, um, that sort of thing. When I was younger, I I sort of wore it a shame. The f- fact that I, you know, like Chelsea, said, learned differently um, for a very long time, I wore it a shame. And not. but now that I'm older, and especially now that, you know, we've, after we moved to New Zealand um, and I was able to enroll into a, a course and, you know, an area of study where that better um, suits the way I, I learn, um, I started to realize, actually, it's not a bad thing, you know. Um, I, don't, I no longer wear it with shame. I, you know, I um, am very, yeah, not, not proud in, you know, a bad way. Or, like, you know, I'm, I'm a big-headed way. But, like, I'm I'm very proud of especially our people and the way um, our people, you know, feed into each other and that culture of, like, um, you know, I'll sit at my grandparents' feet and they will feed me. Like, knowing that they will feed me kind of thing. Or my parents' feet and they will feed me kind of thing. I, I So I now wear it with pride. Because especially since I've started um, studying fine arts, I've really gone back to... My ethnic background, our cultural ways of doing things, and yeah, just learning so much from how we do things as um as people i you know I have now become a person that wears knowledge with so much um pride, even though I know that oh yeah, I don't know that yet knowledge is something that I still have the same. You know, perspective that knowledge is something I don't know yet, but now I I see it as something that I can easily acquire, and I feel that I can wear it with pride. This like what I don't know yet, because I have a community around me that mm. is willing to feed me. And when I say community, I mean not just people who are older than me, I because I learn from those who are younger than me as well, because everyone can teach you something. Um, and so, but the but the the pride is in the fact that. I know that these people will feed into me and will teach me. They're not going to be like, you don't know. <laughs> Why you don't know? You know, they're not mm. going to be um, that, that I don't, I'm not going to get that type of response anymore. And I guess that comes from the fact that I've started to wear knowledge with pride. Wow. That I don't, no longer wear it with shame. People no longer feel like, oh yeah, we can we can uh, belittle you and, and the way you, and the amount of knowledge you have now that I no longer wear it with shame I guess I think that also changes the way people give you knowledge because they they now see that you will take it you know pridefully in in a good way
1: <laughs> that's amazing I think
3: yeah
1: people, people can like in my experience anyway. You know, like people can see the way that you treat the south because then You're also being an example for them of how to treat you. And, like, it's so powerful that you've been able to, you know, say, hey, I'm not shameful about this anymore. I'm actually really prideful. And you should be too. And so they should.
0: You, Chelly?
2: I think I'm actually the opposite of Tamara in terms of how I wear knowledge. But... Um, in terms of acquiring knowledge, I think I uh, stories do a lot for me. So like I learn better when I like sit with people and like talk, you know, have um, conversations and, and like, you know, when she was talking about like um, learning more about the culture and stuff, the first thing I thought of was my grandma my mom's mom like um I remember she she was taking us out to like teaching us how to um find octopus like she so said she took us out into the reef and that was like that for me is definitely like a core memory like every time I think of her I think of like that experience us going out her like um showing us and just like at first I was like um I felt a bit uneasy about it because I didn't want to see her kill it. But just the way she did it, like, with so much love. Do you know what I mean? And she was like, and this is going to be our meal for tonight. And the way, and she thought, like, she explained how it's cooked. But also, like, how she explained, like, this is how you find it. This is why you go here. You know, this is why we go at this time. Things like that. And I feel like I learn best when I see someone doing something and they're, they're like, explaining things to me. Um, which is, I think, which is why I really struggled like, um, with university here. Like Tamara said, when we started uni, we didn't, I I was at UC and she was at ARA because she was doing, um, interior design course. And so I didn't really like going to uni because at first I was like, well, I don't really want to make friends. Like everyone's so much younger than me. Everyone looks like, cause I live, you know, in a very white place and so I just didn't want to like I hated being the only and because I do uh, I'm doing like business classes and I and like I'm always like now in my third year I'm always the only brown person in the class and I hate it like I hate going to class and just like seeing all these white people because I'm just like I always feel like uh, like you know that imposter syndrome but also like oh well they speak English better than me and they probably know more than me so I don't like going there like I don't like putting myself in a situation where I feel like I'm not enough and so for me acquiring knowledge here really is like stepping out of my comfort zone like forcing myself to actually like be part of those spaces and it's something like I've learned really slowly but I think you know the more I do it the more confident I become um in acquiring that knowledge because I had to have like a really hard conversation with myself where I was like well why do I feel like like why do I feel this way like I know that I'm not dumb like I know that I'm smart like why do I feel this way and it you know I think it comes back to And cause I've been talking to a life coach and she just explained to me how like a lot of the pressure that we have in our lives, we put on ourselves. And I never realized that like, you know, a lot of the, cause I have like such huge expectations. Cause for me, it's like, if you don't get an A, what are you doing? <laughs> and so for me, like, once I feel like I'm not going to get it, I just like give up. Cause I'm like, what's the point now? And so yeah, just knowing like that you know sometimes we do put ourselves in awkward situations so just and I think that's why I've been like down lately because I feel like really uncomfortable right now because I'm like forcing myself to be in spaces that I don't feel comfortable in but it's definitely like a learning curve and I think you know in terms of where knowledge at this point in my journey I feel like the more I learn the more like the more I feel like I need to learn more because it's just like oh my gosh like I learned this much and I'm like damn it's so much bigger than that and it's just like oh my gosh like the more I learn the the more I feel like the less I know I don't know if that makes sense but I'm just like and yeah so I think and in terms of like how I move with knowledge I definitely like I really struggle with like sharing my knowledge because i always feel like i'm not articulate enough and especially here because i always feel like well first of all when i when i code switch and like i like use my Fijian, <laughs> <laughs> when i do that people are like people are, like what was that because they don't really understand you know like the accent that i like am comfortable speaking and but when i like code switch to like you know like sound more um i don't know more New Zealand, more Kiwi, I always feel like, damn, that's not me talking. Like, I feel like a fraud. I'm like, who is this woman talking? And so I hate, like, I, I hate, like, having to share, like, the knowledge or, like, you know, just, like, pass it on to other people. But I think I've slowly learned that, you know, because I learn through stories, so I just tell stories now. Like, so I think that's, yeah, that works for me.
0: Yeah. And I also really wanted to ask in this moment, how important is returman knowledge to you at this moment in comparison to, well, just how important is returman knowledge to you? Because you touched a little bit on it with uh, with grandma's um, gifts, um, uh, um, so the gifts that she was able to unpack and um, and share with you all. But I wanted to extend a little bit of that. Um, how important is returman knowledge to you too?
2: <laughs> I, try to, I try to pull my my rank and i pointed and she pointed back
1: for those that are just listening they're both just like pointing at each other um i think
2: uh, and i think i've said this and uh, you know when we had the table talk i think for me and knowledge has become more important now that i'm here I think it's one of those things like, you know, that proverb we had earlier, we don't really know its worth until like the well has run dry. So I think it's one of those things that when I was there and fully immersed in it, it was like, oh, well, it's there. I think we can take things for granted when it's just there. Um. So now, like the less I have of it, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was like, it is such an integral part of me. So I feel like you know when I look back on, because we used to go home for Christmas, which is something I think a lot of returnants do. Like, um, especially those who don't live on the island, going back home like for Christmas is like such a highlight because it's like oh we go spend time with all our family and like have all this fun. But we ne- I never really realized how much knowledge we do acquire while we're having all that fun on the island. And like a- and and in those moments, it never feels like something important because it's just like okay, yes, but when's the next Farah kind of thing. Oh. So I think, I think. and for those listening, Farah is like a, how do I explain it? Like traditional dancing and singing. It's like, it's yeah, it's wholesome partying. Mm. Is it partying? I don't
0: know how to explain oh, it. No, that's, you, need, you, need to, you need to come and experience yeah. it. That's all you need it's to It's one know. of those <laughs> things. Like, if you haven't experienced that, Kelsey, we're taking you, you're going to experience that.
2: <laughs> I but yeah, so... I think like definitely like not having just like that access you know that easy access has made it even more important for me now because now I'm like well because I think also because I'm coming to that phase in my life where I'm like okay what am I going to pass down to my children like I need to start collecting things like that are valuable that I want to give them and so now I'm like next time I go to Rutuma, I'm gonna be intentional I'll learn how to weave a mat (laughs)
0: But yeah, that's
3: me. Mm, fucks, yeah. Um, I'm similar to Chell in the sense that you know, I when we moved here was when I started to really value our um knowledge as a rootaman people, um, and yeah, um, and this is why I shouted out the house of Hanochu earlier because you know. I gain a lot of knowledge from there. Um, especially in terms of our Rutuman arts and, you know, the the boundaries that it's pushing at the moment. Um But yeah, um it's always been really important to me, um, the Rutuman our rutuman knowledge, especially after we lived on the island. So we weren't born in Rutuma, but um we moved there when we were still kids and after we came, you know, moved back to Fiji after the, um, living on the island, it's when I realized, you know what, I'm really proud to be a Ruto um, <clears throat> And I remember this, the feeling of, you know, walking on our land and knowing, like, I don't know how to explain this, but like as a woman walking on that land and knowing that it's mine um, and that I have a, because in the Rotuman culture, for those who don't know, um, you know, we have equal rights to the land both men and women. So I can claim land from both my my father's side and I can claim land on my mother's side as well. I have, you know, equal right to both land. um, And just knowing that when I learned that while we were there on the island and when I, I you know, came to know that I really felt empowered by that. And that was when it, you know, it hit me. You know what, the way we carry knowledge as a people is very important to me um and so since then i've always you know valued the rutan knowledge but yeah especially when we moved away from uh, from um the islands and especially since covid hit and we haven't been able to go back um because we we were supposed to go back the first year that covid hit um just you know that knowing that we can't go back um was was when i really started to like oh you know what L- like the you know the proverb that we read um to open. And it also I also came across a proverb um in my research this year, um Os Um, you know, which means that we we can't see when you leave the island shores, you will no longer be able to see the coconut trees on the island, you know, after a while, as the boat or the plane um gets further away, you won't be able to see it. It'll, you know, get smaller and smaller in the distance and you won't be able to see it. And I um when I came across that um that Rutumen proverb it really um, reminded me that I no longer have that physical um, connection to our knowledge but I still um, embody it and so you know it's it's still really important to me that um, I don't just embody it but now that I teach it and you know I also learn um, from the other Rootomans that I still have connection with which is why I'm very grateful for the internet and for you know Um, virtual spaces like this where we can still learn, um, yeah, and gain our rhythm and knowledge.
0: Mm. Thank you for um, being so generous with your shares because um, it's something that's really important to me, right? Like, to me, when I think about Rotuma in proximity to um, Oceania and the Pacific, I'm like, Rotuma's unique lens and how they experience the Pacific is a recipe and an ingredient, an an ingredient to the recipe of Oceania and Muananui Akiwa. And when I think about it in proximity to the globe, um, the world doesn't experience and doesn't know how to experience um, the ecosystems and the networks and everything like that from a Rotuman lens. So I feel like for me, as someone who's Rotuman, the most loving thing I can do is express my unique gift to one the pacific but to the world and that's something that i feel like it empowers you and, and, and like it like for me it, it, it really um rekindled some of my ambers. um going off of one of um um this season's um podcast um guests um, bridget it really helped me understand that there's a there's a unique there's a unique gift that i'm supposed to bring through and if that gift is to bridge people. That's my thing. If that and like I like to me, I'm I'm really comforted with Teo Mori as well because they've helped me ask questions that I would have never asked of a Retuman myself. Because you know it's like you're when you're so when there's critical distance involved, you're always feeling like there's not enough. Like you know, should I be asking this question as a Retuman? Like and who who on what authority do I ask this question on? And then I realized I'm like no. <laughs> This is not a conference call. This was my conversation that I need to bring forth. But because it's a tifa kanisi, it's like to me, I think we already we've had many conversations about this. When it's a gift and it's a gift from your heart, you need to learn how to wrap it. And I feel like that was that's still my journey and and and, and my knowledge conversation is I'm learning how to wrap my tifakanisi so that it becomes an invitation or a reminder. Otherwise I'm just throwing it at people being like, Hey, you have a tifa kanisi, use it. And I'm like bruv those radical activists you have a place in space but it's it's not feeling loving okay it's not feeling like i'm empowered it feels like i'm being attacked by your your activism <laughs> which is it has its place i don't demonize activism at all but i'm I'm learning that for my specific unique gift i'm like i'm learning how to to wrap that up so i can offer it to people so it becomes a reminder to them or an invitation to them and that's something that this space and specifically Kelsey and proximity to me has helped me nurture so much because I'm like, Kelsey's been here through my journey from 2016 to now. Kelsey's seen the level of participation I have had within the retirement community. And I feel like Kelsey's a really good po for me to understand that there were times when we couldn't access our of knowledge and it was for safeguarding. And like, there was a time when I used to be like, Oh, I'm just not enough. or I'm assimilated X, Y, Z. And they were true to those moments. And right now I feel like it was a protective measure because I wasn't ready and I wasn't prideful with, 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 with the knowledge that I had. And I wasn't ready to step into the pride that was already there. It wasn't something. So I feel like going off of um, another conversation we had with, um, with this um with the season two um guest um the knowledge is already there, and we unlock it when we're ready and when we give ourselves the permission, all the timing is right. It's not something that we have to climb mountains to get. It's like no, when you're ready and you're prideful at the, like everything will be like, "Oh, here it is <laughs> anyway, not me crying for like a whole month being like where the, where is it? Where is it? I need to find it right now <laughs> Just honoring that that was a whole season. thank you. <laughs> But yes, <laughs> um, yeah, that's and I guess I'm just inspired by what you two offered because that's literally exactly where I'm at with with why Rituman knowledge is so important because it's like the way that I see it, we're here echoing her voice. She is she strategically and purposefully. Placed us in these specific spots so that we can echo her voice from our unique gifts. From here, like we're not here to look at those gifts. We're here to figure out how return gifts are explored, expanded, elongated on this on this soil. And that's something that, yes, there's a lot of politics into that conversation, and I honor that. I just want to honor that there's a lot of different views and into that worldview. But also, I also want to honor the fact that no one else is doing it. And in my head, I'm like, it's us. Like, it's you, it's us, and it's also a recipe of our community trying their best so that we can start having these conversations. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love our communities because they, the more that I looked into our, our communities, is the more that I realised that actually I can't see it because I have to create it. I can't see it because I have to make space for it or I have to make the make the room or allow people to come into that space. Um, thoughts?
2: I definitely um agree. I think I think what I would add for me is that like one unique gift, um, de that I got from the island is cause our culture, we don't like women are women are valued in our culture. So I've never ever walked this earth feeling like because I'm a woman I have less value than a man. I've always felt like if anything, I've always felt like I have more value than a man because that's how much we value our women, and so Full like I, I think for me, <laughs> for me moving here and like seeing that you know it's actually like that's not reality for a lot of other women, even in living in Fiji because um, Fiji is a Melanesian um, country, like culture, and for them you know they definitely have like a patriarchal, like it's definitely the men was more valued like that was something I really couldn't relate with and I think that's something that's like made me more confident in who I am you know I've never had to feel like oh maybe I shouldn't say anything because I'm a woman if anything like I've always felt like actually I'm supposed to say something because women always say something you know <laughs> in our spaces they have a, they have something to say they always have the biggest say so I feel like that definitely made like uh, it's a huge part of who i am and like when i think about what i want to give my daughters is i definitely want to give them that like there's no way like Mm. i that i'd ever want my daughters to feel like they're less than a man um which is like i feel like for me it's something that i'm learning like because it's a good and a bad thing because like my partner ryan he's very um he's not timid but he's definitely like you know like I always say I wear the pants in this relationship, but it can be like quite a toxic thing as well because sometimes I just like bulldoze all over him. And I feel like in a lot of spaces, I tend to be like, no, what you're saying doesn't matter because you're a man. <laughs> so I feel like it's something I need to learn. Like, you know, even though it's a good thing, it's it's something that I need to learn to tone down sometimes because it can definitely get um, toxic. But yeah.
0: Love that. Love that, share. <clears throat>
3: um. Yeah, for me, um, you know, one tefakan is that I have, one gift that I have that um, sort of really pushed me into, you know, how to, you know, navigate being a ritual in the diaspora and how to, you know, maintain our knowledge. And like you said, um, create those spaces in our community that, you know, needs to be created. Um, I remember when I was in second year um, here at UC, the 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 research project that I did I um it wasn't my intention to do that one um but then I I quickly in the very beginning of the research project that I was doing I wanted to you know connect with other Pacifica students at the School of Fine Arts at ILM and um do a project with them and. <clears throat> And I knew that, you know, like as a Pacifica person coming from the culture, I knew that, you know, we'd, we'd be able to like easily come together. It wouldn't matter whether they were, you know, in years um, senior to me uh, or in the year be- be below me. Um, we'd just be able to come together and do do a work together. And I remember being really like excited to go and find some Pacifica students and didn't find any <laughs> Um Um, yeah and so that was when it really um, you know occurred to me that look I gotta be able to create this space um, or you know push um, the boundaries in this space so that we can create opportunities for conversations to be had um, in places where they're not being had you know Mm. Um, and so yeah um, I guess that's what I'm doing, not just in the art community, but also like in terms of our Rutuman community, I want to make sure that um, other Rutumans and I'm not just talking about like younger generations, but like just Rutumans in general, know that if they have Mm. a tefa khanisi, it doesn't matter if um, everyone else that's in that space is not Rutuman. they still have something to bring to the table. They're still able to, you know, pave the way for other Rutumans to be able to come into that space. So like, you know, um it's not easy, you know, it's not easy to be like <laughs> the only one or the first one. You know, that's never easy. Um to like break the ice. But then, you know, I want I want to look back and say that, you know, um hopefully <laughs> other Rutmans will be like, yeah, I can do this too. Um and yeah, I can have this conversation with you and I can confront these issues. Not because I'm the minority, but because I just have a voice, you know, um, and i'm I have knowledge that I can bring to this table as well, kind of thing, yeah,
0: not mm.
1: it's really beautiful, and I think that's a really um nice segue into our last question for today is what are those conversations that aren't being had, what like for you, each of you, what is in your fuck you, like what are the things? that you want to be talking about um, either in the Rituma community and any of the other communities that you've mentioned today? Like, what do you want to be talking about that maybe you or others are a bit too whakamara, a bit too shy to be talking about?
0: Like, mm. what
1: is it? I want to know tomorrow, what are those conversations that you want to be
3: having that aren't happening? Um, Sure. I mean, we've already touched on, you know, my backstory and how, um, Learning in primary school was quite hard for me. Um, it didn't end there for me. Learning in high school was also really hard for me. Um, so you know how Chell said, I mean Rachel said that we got into that you know prestigious school. Um, so I st- I started a week after her, but I started three weeks late. Um, and um, three weeks after that we had mid mid term, um, exams. Um, because that, I mean, it was a, you know, a very competitive academic school. So they were constantly having assessments to see where the girls were at. Were at. And <clears throat> I remember when I started, I was, you know, informed that this is what's going to happen in three weeks time. And um, I actually was given the, um, uh, what? how do you say it? Um, like... This is how it's going to happen you're here by trial if you don't pass in the first term you're out like find another school to go to and i know that for my parents it was very hard for them because they didn't want us as twins to be separated like they were fine with us being in different classes and things like that but they didn't want us to just like oh one's going to go to that school and one's going to go to that school kind of thing they weren't ready for that yet um and I know that we weren't ready for that yet like I wasn't ready to be in a different school to um tell and so I remember just right okay I'm just gonna have to knuckle down and do what I've always done you know um I've got to find another way. so the way I learned how to read I didn't know how to read until I was in year four <laughs> um um at the end of year four I remember the you know the teacher coming around for the exams and I still had to ask her to read out my questions then I would tell her my answer and she would spell it for me so that I could write down my answers. That's how I passed year four, my year four exams. And I was so fortunate to have a teacher that was willing to do that for me. Um. And so in year four, during that, you know, summer break, I went and picked up some Nancy Drew books that my mom always talked about her reading when she was a kid. And I started to try and read. So I started with the two letter words that I knew and like sounded out those words and try to match it to three letter words. And, you know, it just it, that's how I learned how to read and um that's something that I want to like make sure that other children and this is why I have a passion for working with children like I want them to know that even if they learn differently they can still learn mm. you know um oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. and even if it's if even if they find some, even if other people say that you know you don't have a, a place here um that they still you know they should shouldn't have to feel that way inside because yeah that was something and that's why you know I said earlier I carried knowledge with shame because you know for all of the those growing up years um there were a lot of adults in my life that would say like oh you know you're not smart enough (laughs) um kind of thing and that was that was a real struggle for me um sorry and that was a real um that was something that I, you know, from then, never wanted another child to feel like I don't want children to feel that way. Um, so yeah, I guess that's 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 a that's a that's a conversation that I want to have with with people that you know just because and I, you know out out and this is not just you know with the the community that I um, wow, wow. I have with children, but this is also with our retirement community because we have a very strong culture of making fun of each other. And yeah, it's like it's good because we're able to laugh through some of the difficult things and it helps us, you know, not just break down all the time. We can, you know, find a different outlet for it, like by laughing and learning a way to like be happy. Um, and which is which is something I um I, I appreciate about the culture, but then sometimes it goes too far, you know? We we laugh about things that actually we shouldn't laugh about this. We should help each other with this. And that's like, you know, with um when I remember when I went to Rutuma and the I remember the boy, there was two boys sitting behind my sitmate and I and they said, oh, can you help us with this because you speak good English and you can write good English like and we can't. And I remember telling them, you speak Rutumin and I can't. That Do not be ashamed of the fact that you can't speak English because you speak your, your mother tongue. You teach me how to speak Rutumin and I'll help you with your English. But you know, I was, I also like told them, like, I just recently learned how to read. So don't like, you know, don't, (laughs) (laughs) don't, don't be like, oh, put yourself down kind of thing. These are the conversations that I want to have with people. Like, don't put yourself down. Um, if you, if you, if you're not, you know, if you don't think you're smart as someone, you can get there. Like, knowledge is something that's, that you might not have at the moment, but you, you can get it. Yeah. You can acquire it. Love. I
2: think um, for me, really, like, you know, listening to Tamara's experience, which, first of all, this is the first time I've ever heard, like, I've, she's ever said, I don't know if she said to me before, but I didn't realize that she didn't know how to read until she was in year four. Like, I didn't realize that was what exams looked like for her. And I think that's a privilege that I had. Like, I, you know, I, that's, a, I think. That's something because I didn't have to struggle with it. It was like, you know, sort of that out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. So Um, it's just like, well, it's not something I struggle with. So like, uh, it's not something I give time to or like value. But I think that's something that's important. Like, I feel like a lot of us, it's hard for us to acknowledge our privileges. But if we don't know what our privilege is, like how, like you do know what I mean. Like, how can we acknowledge something we don't know? And I think that's why it's so important to have conversations like this and tell stories, um, because that's where we realize, you know, where we sit, you know, in proximity to others. Um, and I think like my biggest thing in our communities, I feel like, like there's, there's definitely a lot of love in our community. Um, sometimes it feels like toxic love. (laughs) Like sometimes there's too much love. It's toxic. But I think one thing that I like would love to see more, especially in our communities, like, um people realizing the words do matter because I feel like um you know people don't realize that the things that they you know tell someone like the things that they constantly um say to someone really does condition how they see themselves and how they like navigate the world and stuff, and so I feel like you know I think it's important to be intentional about the words you use, but also like have that grace you know to be like, oh, well, what am I missing? Like, you know, how will this affect someone else? And I think in terms of, like, uni and stuff, you know, like, Tamara's made it obvious that we all learn differently. But I think the system that we have right now really just caters to, like, one style of learning, which is something that, like, I find frustrated. And, you know, like, I feel like like I definitely didn't have the challenges Tamara had. So imagine people who have, you know, are either where Tamara was or, you know, somewhere worse off, like, and I feel like it comes back to, you know, um, just privilege and like accessibility mm, and also not. like, yeah, like being willing to go against the grain. Like Tamara said, you know, she started with reading Nancy Drew books and, you know, started with two letter words. I feel like if you're not, like if you constantly just go with the mainstream Ideas, I feel like you'll always feel lost, especially, like, if the system's not designed to, like, you know, uplift you. I feel like you, if you don't feel like you fit in, create a new space. Like, find another box.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for unpacking the gifts that are, um, resonate with your heart, your mind, and your um, your internal compass. Um, it makes me really uh, and I don't know if happy's the, the the word it's more so it makes me feel very seen that 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 both of you are echoing a lot of the struggles that i've um, I myself have have, have been' um, battling with for a long time, but also um, it just makes it more known. You know, and it's. I feel like the more that we we know about these experiences, is the more um, that we can actually, you know, serve ourselves as well as serve and and compassionately others. And I feel like that's why I really love a love the farc you um co papa but also love that we have guests like yourself that can actually come through and share willingly what 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 your your lived experiences with all of these different structures and systems that you know they're made by humans who have had a certain level of privilege. And because they're not that flexible, it's like it actually allows for a lot of silencing mechanisms to 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 come in. And it's not so much individual people's fault, but now that the systems have legacies and live to to, to like to 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 another day, it, it does hinder a lot of um, you know, conversations that might not be palatable. And that's what I really love about um, this co So thank you for adding um, value to this Co-Papa. And also we just wanted to give you one last chance. If you wanted to shout out to anybody or any any communities before we wrap up with our jingle for the day, any communities, go. <laughs> They're still pointing at each other, fam. They're still pointing at each
2: other. I think I'm just going to shout out... Uh- Joe, uh, Malusio, um, and um, Kelsey. I think, you know, when I look at all the communities that I'm part of, um, I think what you guys do is definitely something, like f- for where I'm at now, is definitely something that I feel like is vital, like the most important thing, like these spaces, um, all my other communities that I'm not saying they're lacking, but I don't, I'm not going to shut them out. <laughs> just am where i am now <laughs> it's, yeah so i feel thank like yeah so i also just want to thank you guys for you know having holding hold this space you know i've never a lot of the th- conversations that we've had like the four of us uh conversations i've never had with anybody else like um yeah and there's Same. been a lot of points in this conversation where i'm like am i gonna cry but it's okay i'm a strong woman. <laughs>
0: You're done. You're
2: done. But yeah, I think it's really important. Like spaces like this that bring in conversations that you know, are, like on the outsk- outskirts, like the fuck you. Like I feel like I've never, I've never like seen any space like this until. And maybe it's because, and I wouldn't have seen it, and um, like if I hadn't known Marusil and like eventually Kelsey. So I feel like that's definitely. This is definitely a space that needs to be elongated and
0: spread 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 <laughs> and you Tamara.
3: um yeah just you know wanna um reaffirm what chel said um and i guess i also wanna um shout out to the my well just you know my konhonga, my mm. you know whanau um um, my parents and and Chell and my two younger siblings, <clears throat> because you know a lot of that um, what well, you know the experience that I've um shared today, I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. I wouldn't have been able to do it without the knowledge that my parents and the the security that they passed down to me, like like for instance, you know um spiritual knowledge and like learning to pray, because that's how I learned how to read um mm. you know i just prayed about it i know i couldn't do it and i know i knew at the time that you know i didn't have um i didn't have the tools to be able to learn it and you know you know i i eventually got through because i have that i've always been surrounded by this little community of mine um just my konohonga like i said earlier we moved around so much and yeah i really want to shout out to them because um they've really carried me through um and yeah because of the the values that they've um given me, I've been able to like recognize values in other communities like yourselves. <laughs> um and appreciate spaces like this. I guess I don't know if I would be able to appreciate this this type of spaces um and these types of communities if it wasn't for learning from this, you know, small community and this mm. foundation that I've got in them. Beautiful. Thank
1: you so much. Like from us from mother Sula and i like we really do appreciate you coming through to share your stories um and like as a pakeha i feel very very privileged to be able to be witness to the three of you in conversation um and like i maybe you might have noticed that i wasn't as vocal in this episode but that's because i don't think that My voice as a white person is always important or always needed to be inserted. So I'm grateful, and I'm getting a little bit emotional, that I've been able to be witness to the three of you in conversation because, like, I know that you don't have to share your knowledge, but the fact that you're willing to come through and share it is just really beautiful. So thank you. Um, And if... Oh, man. (laughs) If people have connected with your story, how are they best to like reach out and connect with you but uh, for me uh,
0: probably
3: oh uh, you go first
2: see I should have pointed <laughs> that helps with the cues well for me I, I'm real active on Instagram I do have like all forms of social media but I think I check Instagram more regularly than anything else um yeah so or just Reach out to Marloseo and Kelsey, and then they'll reach out to
0: me. We'll be your middleman. We'll be your middleman. Yeah.
3: yeah. My people too. too, too.
0: And you, Tamara?
3: Um, I think for me, I'm very bad with um, social media. So the one that I've always been, like, forced to be on because of, you know, everyone connects on it is um, Facebook. So that's probably the unless you have my email address that's those are the only two places where you will definitely get me <laughs> everywhere else like i only check when i have time
0: <laughs> truth be told truth be told no nope, that's good all right so we started with the jingle we're gonna end with the jingle so please join me the fuck you fuck you the fuck you Hey, do 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 the Gee- fuck you? Fuck you! The <laughs>
2: fuck you? Fuck
3: you! Thank you very much, everybody.
0: Coffee, dear. <laughs>